0: Nothing but the best The Official Drive with Lloyd Paul
1: When will South Africa produce a golf player of the likes like Papua Sugalam? Well, it's a discussion that has been reignited after the launch of a book on the legend titled Out of the Rough To tell us some more this afternoon, we are joined on the line by the author of the book, Selvan Anaidu Good afternoon Selvan, welcome to The Official Drive, how are you doing?
0: Uh, Good afternoon, Lloyd, and to the listeners, uh, I'm all well, hot and bothered, but uh, all good.
1: Yeah, you made it in Durban, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Selvin, you know, before I ask you what motivated you to write this book, um, I just said to you off air, and I'd like to share that the thought with the listeners that uh, growing up, this is the story of Papua's Stu Golem was only told to us by our parents, our elders, elder family members. It was passed on, you know. Um, so as a kid, uh, we just had to imagine what went on uh, in the apartheid era and under the conditions that, that Papua had to play. And then with this book now being along And you shared a few pictures from that book And I saw a picture of him sitting in the car eating Because uh, in the rain Because he was not allowed into the clubhouse It was for whites only That now put a different perspective And a different dimension uh, In terms of as a kid growing up You heard the story via word of mouth It definitely definitely changed it So what motivated you to write this book?
0: Look, there were many, many factors And, uh, you know, uh, Papa was the generation of my father and to to them, he was you know the hero. He was more than just a hero; he was a symbolic, um, you know, uh, icon who changed and and gave them hope. You know, I write that in the in the introduction, in that you know, Papa was this um, symbol of hope that you know they could rise above whatever conditions that they faced. And what must remember, one we we must remember is that. You know, Papa lived through the 1920s. I mean, he's born in 1928 up until he passed on in 1978. So it's during that time, it, people of indentured ancestry really, really battled. And so, you know, if anyone had risen above their circumstances, it meant that they really put in, you know, lots of effort and time and so on. So to the fathers, my father, particularly your father and so many other uh, of that generation, he was more than just someone that had won a golf tournament. He represented hope. He represented the future. He represented what we can achieve. You know, if if we were given the chance, and you know, you alluded to the fact that he had to eat uh, in the car uh, because he was prevented from entering the clubhouse. And you know, today is such a hot day. We think about it. You know, you you have to sit in a car uh, because you're not allowed because of the color of your skin. It was atrocious. It's a it's a tragic story of denial at the height of apartheid. Here you had someone who was extremely talented you know, discovered at the age of 31 by a a, a white man named uh, Glam Wolf. He was the inventor of oil overlay. But you know, there's there's a beauty and, and magical story there too, is that a, a white man took Papua to Europe because he didn't see the color of his skin. He saw potential. He saw hope that here you have a black player that would possibly win a tournament. And he went out and he won this tournament, you know. To win a national tournament. Now, what what we must remember is that he won the Dutch Open in 1959, and he left here as a caddy uh, playing golf on the non-European tour circuit. Then, then gone to the uh, big tour, the European tour circuit, of um, um, in in 1959, winning the Dutch Open, first playing in the British Open, and then you know qualifying, uh, beating Gary Player in the uh, practice rounds and so on. And this is the first time he has been exposed to, you know, big tournament golf. Then goes out and wins the the Dutch Open. It is a huge achievement and something that I'm hoping that this book is able to get to the hands of children, so that they are able to be inspired by this wonderful story um, in telling a people's journey. Um, and you know, it's incredible that I've done it in the year of 160 years that marks 160 years of endangered arrival to our country. So this is a story of hope and must get out to our children so to sort of be able to inspire them to be able to get uh, a Papua, a Vincent Shabalala, a Cox and Sharpo back onto the, you know, the playing fields. Um, we do have hope. Uh, we have uh, Kayuri Mudli, the daughter of uh, Devi Sankri Governor, who is in the U- U.S. at the moment. So she's, she's a great hope and a talent. And, you know, she says, you've got to put your mind to it. You've got to put a lot of work into it. Um, you know She says, you know, if you put the time and effort, you will succeed at anything. And I think that's a, that's the story we need to
1: take from this. Now, Salvin, you know um, the book has been done; it's been launched, and here's an idea for the future, right? If, after every book, this has the makings for a movie, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> I oh, think it so it has the makings for a brilliant, brilliant movie. But you've also been featured on SABC Television and opened up the a debate on transformation and golf. And I watched that. Uh, I watched that interview, and you raised some very, very important issues there when it comes to the challenges. What are some of those challenges? That are faced by our people now when it comes to the debate on transformation, especially with with the sport of golf.
0: I want to put a challenge out to the listeners here, and that you know, at the height of Poppo's career, after he had won the 1959 Dutch Open, it's the common man and people and businessmen and so on that were able to rally, put together a fund, and then send pop on the 1960 tour. Now I want to challenge people today, and that. Transformation is not happening the way we want it to. It's not happening readily. And I want to challenge people to take it out of the hands of those people who have messed it up over the last 26 years of our democracy. And say to people that, like how we rallied to put Hopper through to um, Europe and be able to make sure that he wins the second Dutch Open. We need to look at the youngsters, not in the Cliftons, the Northwoods, the Tersneys, the Girls, and so on, but in the townships in the Chatsworths, in the Phoenix, in the Kawama Kwama show, in the Mlazis and so on and go back and use uh, the money that we have, you know, the little money that we have and we have businessmen and so on that will be able to fund it. We all live, you know, some some people live a very ostentatious life and, you know, when we look back at Papal's generation, there were people that were able to put that money together so that they would benefit one of their own. Now, I want to challenge people today we need to look at ourselves and look at where we're heading to in terms of why we don't have the Bakwas today, why we don't have the Vinson Chabaralas today. Something's gone horribly wrong. And I think the tick box, I spoke about it in the interview, tick box, um, you know, method of uh, saying the transformation is happening and it's not happening. We need to go beyond that and say, take it out of the hands of people that are in control and say, this is the journey that we need to change. This is the trajectory that we need to alter so that we'd be able to get our children out to make it. And, you know, golf's an incredibly expensive game, a very tough game mentally as well. You've got to really put in the effort. You know, the the children that want to take it up really got to take up the effort. So in order to to get people to play we need to put the money out there to be able to sponsor people because you know i had a friend a few years back um you know really on the fringes of making it out big but then didn't have the money because you need money to 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 sponsor that person to be able to go out and tour uh to be able to travel to get specialized equipment all of which is very very expensive and i'm hoping that my wife uh allows me to use a credit card to buy my golf equipment this holiday but you know it's an incredibly expensive sport. But not just for not just for, for golf, you know, we must be able to take this and alter this trajectory for all codes of sport because Why we can celebrate, you know, kids coming out and and really speaking, you know, in the X-Model C schools, the private schools, that's where sport is really, really thriving because of the amount of facilities that they have and and the phenomenal facilities that they have. But yet in the townships, 26 years into democracy, that has not changed. You know, I I take some of the ex model C schools, you've got, you know, uh, phenomenal astroturs. These boys uh, and girls are playing golf in primary school. Where our kids will only play golf, you know, if you come from the township schools, you'll only get to play golf when you're sort of a teenager, if you're lucky enough to get a parent to take you along and go and play because it's such an expensive sport. And one of the other issues that I raised in the interview was that we need to really look at upgrading the municipal courses so that people are able to afford golf and be able to go there regularly. But you need parity in terms of the quality of golf courses. You can't go and play at a Durban Country Club, and then go and play to a play at Windsor or Poplar or Sugulum course and expect the same. And the courses are completely different. And Rajan Sugulum said, if you want to produce champions, you've got to produce championship golf courses. So our municipal courses are nowhere near where it was. And Roy, you know, you you really grew up in the same era, um, Jivan tennis course, for example. Now look at how atrocious it's got. Mm. Look at how. So few facilities are available. And in fact, the facilities during the time that we we grew up in were probably half decent to, you know, the white schools and so on. But now we look back and most of those facilities have gotten to an atrocious condition where you can't have anything that's going on. You know, some of the grounds that I grew up on We've got long grass, nowhere near the same conditions that we are in. And even when we were growing up, they were substandard. So, you know, in 2010, you had a situation where uh, FIFA had upgraded ex-modern-c schools for and their soccer facilities. Now, some of those schools are the beneficiaries of things like um you know uh, the, the spotlights, the um, and the uh, astro and all those uh, goodies that came with upgrading those facilities. But not not one, or if not not many, of the ex township schools were upgraded. So you know these are lots of challenges that we have ahead of us. But I want to challenge people to say that we need to take it out of the hands of people that have constantly denied us in terms of 26 years of democracy. We need to really put our heads together. Sit down with businessmen. There is enough funding in in our communities. Uh, I say it as a collective. You know, I don't say it as an Indian community. We must look beyond just the uh, parochial divisions that we have in society. You know, where is the Winston Chabalalas and the the uh, Papa Sibulums and so on? Even in communities like Wentworth and so on, we have a dirt of uh, talent. But that dirt of talent is not coming through in terms of the PSL and the professional soccer leagues and so on. So, you know, I don't want to end on a a sombre note. I want to uh, make sure that we put the challenge out so that, you know, we get these players out there and we really need to put our heads together to be able to do this. And it's a lot of hard work, but in the years ahead, this is the challenge that we need to take up.
1: Now, Salvin, for those who are interested in the book, how can they contact you? Uh, Please go and order
0: your book through Made in Chatsuit, I have a phenomenal publisher in Ani Singh uh, there were many people that wanted to publish this book but I stuck with uh, Ani a good friend of ours and uh, he's done a phenomenal job in promoting this book it's available on Made in Chatsworth so please go out and get your Christmas present and especially for those of you who have husbands that play golf it's a phenomenal Christmas present so please uh, make sure that you uh, teach your, your husbands to a wonderful book
1: Thank you very much, Selvin. And of course, thank you for telling the story Which needs to be told now And obviously documented in this book And uh, hopefully in the near future We can get around to maybe Getting a movie out around Papua And that life story I think uh, it'll be so exciting as well To have some moving visuals uh, For people to watch But thank you very much For the great work that you're doing And all the best with the book as well
0: Thank you so much, and Thank you for always supporting this project Really appreciate all your work as well
1: Thank you very much. You're always welcome. Selvan Nido, the author of Out of the Rough.
0: Lotus Share yeah. yeah. the experience.